Hey y'all. Um, I'm going to pop in here cause I'm, I looked at our schedule today and, uh, I saw that we're talking about inboxes and if I'm being 100% honest, I'm a, I'm a four. <laughs> I have lots of feelings. Uh, inboxes. And when you email, say four, it, you mean Enneagram four just for. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. No, I'm Enneagram just the number four. four. like one to ten like on the like about to say yeah i'm a four three is actually the magic number but everybody i'm just a four uh an enneagram four (laughs) is that this of all we've done 130 something episodes of this podcast email my email inbox is the thing that that gets Mm -hmm. me and i know that i'm like emotionally struggling or that things are not going well if i am afraid and terrified of my email not responding to emails promptly so I this is this is an episode for me. Well, ver, let me ask Verbs. Verbs, is this? Yeah, I, I'm not going to Courtney because she's a she's a number three. Uh, <laughs> Verbs, <laughs> do you have? Is this is this true for you as well? Do you ever have this experience, or is it? Am I alone? Uh, you know what? I think just inbox things in general. Well, I think for me it can prove to be a distraction just because. I don't know. It's almost like a, a gamification thing that you can almost easily get distracted by because there's other opportunities that you feel like you can, you know, knock out or 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 pursue during the course of a day. But yeah, I, do, I definitely don't feel, you know, fearful or anything like that as far as what's lurking in the inbox. But um, but it can definitely well, be a distraction is, for me. Well, this is great then because I'm mean, yeah. Courtney. I don't know about you because if you guys have the answers, then I'm ready. Well, and I will say, I mean, (laughs) to give you some empathy, one, I don't think you're alone by any stretch of the imagination. I think that is very normal, actually. And I have been there. Um, I have certainly had, I think, especially early in my career where my, I think I've shared this before, like my inbox pretty much ran what I was doing for the day. I got, I'm not Mm. kidding, over 100 emails every day probably more than that. It was insane. And so I have a lot of empathy for you. And but I think also some solutions. So I'm like, I'm excited to kind of like talk through this and hopefully kind of like uncover some helpful things um, for everybody, but especially for you, Nick. Oh, I'm ready. Maybe maybe uh, people can send me an email after the show and just see how I do. (laughs) Please See how don't. quickly that reply comes in. Yeah, yeah. please do not do that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with my colleague, Courtney Baker. Happy Monday to you, Courtney. Happy Monday. Yes, I I feel like this topic today is probably what leads to a lot of people's um, Sunday scaries and like not wanting to do Monday is the one and only inbox. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this and really dive into it. I feel like 
you know, we can kind of use Nick as proxy for our audience. Um, I'm sure there are lots of you out there that feel that way. Anything you want to say before we just talking about this? I'm I am nervous. <laughs> the man is like, sweating. I, like his beans sincerely, if I look at my right let, let me go look at my heart rate. Hold on, let's just go see. <laughs> I'm I'm yes. terrified. I don't know why. Oh yeah, I mean oh I'm at gosh. like I have an elevated heart rate, and we're not even doing my email right now. Okay, well, we like started. before we get into this, then let's just like I want to dig just a little bit deeper. Nick, because I, you know, I feel like if Blake was here, this is exactly what he would be saying. Like, tell me what, like, why is your heart rate up right now? Like, what is behind the, like, not just emotional, but physical response to the idea of your inbox? Yeah, I'm at 84 heart rate. My resting is like 60. So this is, uh, Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is not great. So I think for me, it's the same for voicemail too. In fact, if you were to call me, You would see that my mm-hmm. voicemail box says, do not leave me a message. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want it. I Please do not. Well, I mean, that's just smart, you know. Right. So that, that's beside the point. You know, I think voicemail, we're all in that camp. That's That was very 1999. People, we don't do those anymore. People I, still do. People that I know still leave voicemails. And I'm like, do you, I tell, it says not to. Don't. Do this to me. <laughs> but uh, I think it has to do, right? I mean, anytime there's an email, it's usually a response. It's something that you need to do. Or in my mind, it, it is an imagined thing that I have failed to do or have done improperly. Mm. And so it, there is a lot of just like weird, shamey, self-image stuff that comes up. It's like, even if it's innocuous, it's like, I should have foreseen that or or whatever. And I'm not saying this is true most of the time, but I guess that's the fear of it. To me, Nick, this, I mean, I'm about to go, listen, Blake's not here. I'm about to do some, like, a little scuba myself here. But, I mean, I feel like, first, it sounds like you're thinking, like, can you say that what you just described is actually not anything based in, in fact, but actually it's just your perception. It's your thinking about email. Like, can you acknowledge that? Oh, yeah. 100% 100% for sure. Okay. So I think, I mean, that's kind of the first step because if you can acknowledge, okay, that's just my thinking, that means that could you create another set of thinking that would change the actions that you get? Uh, yes. It is scary to think about. I don't know why. It's healthier. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you're like, oh, I have to change my how I feel? That's scary. Well, not how you feel, but really your thinking. Can you choose a different thinking? I mean, this is, you know, I've done a lot of work on this myself. I mean, I think this is sometimes the hardest work. It's like when we get in our, we get in our own way and we don't even realize it. We're in our own way because of the way we're thinking about something. And so if you can say, okay, those aren't based, that thinking isn't based on facts. That's just the way I'm choosing to think about this. That means that I can choose a different way to think about it. And so, I don't know. Again, I'm going really deep here out of the gate with, e- hey, who knew inbox is an email? I knew. Well, and that could, and that's the same way, you know, we think about limiting beliefs and uh, liberating truths is, you know, what is, what is it about my thinking about myself, the world or others that contributes to this feeling that I have? And then, all right, if this is true or not true, what is a actual truth that could be more liberating and more freeing to, 
just my thought process and how I perceive, you know, email. So let me ask you this though, just for clar- a clarity question. Is it, is it just email or is it just messaging in general? Cause you mentioned voicemails as well. So yeah. is it like, Hey, there's somebody commenting on something I've done and I'm not sure how to feel about that. Yeah. Like in general, any sort of, uh, I'm a, I'm a special snowflake, everybody. And so any sort of, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You must explain that though. please. <laughs> <laughs> Any sort of uh, like, uh, I have big thoughts. I think I'm a fairly creative person and can turn around a product yes. pretty well. But any time that there is like, I have to subscribe to someone else's like uh, set path of like steps. So things like Asana are kind of difficult for me at times. It's not that it doesn't get sure. done. It's just that like I'm doing my thing. Here it is. Boom. Or and Slack is okay. I think actually that I have a couple clients who use Slack. I think Michael Hyatt and company does a pretty good job with Slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. – I, I would say a year ago that wasn't the case, honestly. But it feels like we've found like a balance for it where I can kind of check in and get critique. the information yes. I need and then check out. But yes, I think, mm-hmm. Verbs, you are correct that it is – it's that general space of the waiting sure. response or action, which is not to say that I don't get stuff done. But there is something about these like platforms and emails that are – not my favorite. Yeah. But to be to be clear, okay, well, I want to be I want to be clear. Stuff gets done. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want people oh, to, to worry about that. Nick, you're fantastic. And and Aww. even you sharing your thinking about email, I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't believe that you would think that because you are so great at oh, which well, you, I can't imagine to me in my own perception of you, like nothing could be closer to how my thinking well. is about you. And so it's it's kind of this happens so much more than I realized probably in my 20s where people have a totally different perception of the same activity. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How can that person and that person, you know, all have the same, let's just use a discussion, but all came away with a totally different, you know, interpretation of what happened. Um, And so I just, you know, as we get started in this, I think maybe it would be good if you could brainstorm maybe some other ways that you could choose to think about email and as we're going through today i think foundationally that probably has to happen before any of our like practical you know actions today can really make an impact let's see i'm i'm ready okay i have i have i have some solutions i've come up with to deal with it but i'm ready to be uh schooled Mm -hmm. i'm ready well let's do it So, I mean, well, guys, I mean, the good news is that since it's your inbox, right, you have the ability to wrangle it, uh, to control it instead of the other way around and it controlling you. So today we are going to talk about three actions that you can take to maintain that chaos that awaits you in your inbox. So uh, let's jump right in. Action number one, communicating about your communication. Courtney, I know your team is is pretty good about this, or at least see you post uh, quite a bit. Um, just the, the importance about letting everybody else know what's going on so they can tailor their expectations as far as response um, from you. But do you have any extra thoughts on, on why that's so critical uh, for just staying focused? I think so many times when we get an email, we kind of assume that the people that emailed us want a reply right away. There's like this, again, we feel like this urgency 
when that we've got to reply immediately. And that's not necessarily the case at all, um, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, Nick, in your case, like working with clients, part of it may be just letting clients know when you are going to communicate. I, mm-hmm. you know, when there is communication of like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to check in with email at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. You know, you're always going to get a reply from me within 24 hours, but I've designated these two times that I really knock out email. Getting that type of communication from a client that I'm working with totally reframes the expectation on email. And so I know like, hey, if I'm working with someone that is uh, external contact and I kind of have the upfront expectation from them of when to expect communication, I know that if it's beyond or outside of those times, I need something urgently. Well, I need to go choose another form of communication uh, with them, which usually looks like uh, a phone call or, you know, a text Mm. message, you know. Um, And so, again, just communicating when that's going to happen. I will say also from internal communication, this happens all the time with our team. um, We really have the expectation that this is asynchronous communication. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and I find this a lot when we have newer people on our team, we use Slack um, for internal communication. And so for this communication, for this conversation, I'm kind of treating Slack like an inbox per se. Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I'll have new people that just feel like they have to be just like waiting, you know, for a message mm-hmm. in Slack so that they can get back to it as quickly as possible. Probably especially, um, you know, if they are on the marketing team, report on my team, you know, it's like not only do I feel like that I've got to respond right away, but then it's like my boss. And then I really do. So I really have to reframe for them. I Just so you know, I don't expect you to respond within five seconds. Matter of fact, I don't want you to. When you mm. you when you can respond to every message in five seconds, it tells me that you don't have any time to do deep work. You know, if 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 you're just waiting on Slack, you're probably not doing the actual work that you were hired that I've hired you on my team to do. And so, mm-hmm. really framing that up um, and communicating both, you know, to your team about communication and also the other way around. Maybe if it's a client. Um, if you work with outside clients, kind of just setting up when they can expect that communication. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention too, Courtney, with that, as far as the expectations within our team, it is, hey, you don't have to respond immediately, but the expectation is, you know, that you're responding 24 to 48 hours, whatever that time frame may look like or need to look like, just so you know, hey, response is coming, a response is still expected, but mm-hmm. Here's here's what you have to work with in in that response time. And I think even I think something I slip into is just the expectation we put on ourselves um, because we want to feel efficient. We want to f- kind of feel like or at least I I think this is like, all right, I want to under promise, but then over deliver. So if I get to it quicker than I said I would, then that makes me look like I'm on top of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I am working efficiently, but then also I don't want to keep. Um, and legitimately, I don't want to keep other team members members waiting on me if they need a uh, an important piece of information to continue doing what they need to do as well. So, can I ask but, what is yeah. both of your yeah. what what is your process both of you for your emails? Like, what do you mm-hmm. how do, when do you check? What's your what expectation have you set up? That is a great question, Nick. And we are about to cover that in action number two, which I'll go ahead and tell y'all is installing inbox rituals. I think this is probably the answer for verbs and I both, but it definitely is for me. 
So for me, normally what it looks like, because it'll, I'll call it more kind of seasonal or sometimes there's different rhythms. But I know if I'm working on a project to where I know I have to super focus and I don't have time to be distracted, and I know that everybody knows that I'm working on this project, I'll just go ahead and and shut down whatever communication platform it is, whether it's email, whether it's Slack, and just let everybody know, hey, uh, we have a, a company water cooler that you know all of our team members can see those messages. I'll say, hey, guys, I'm going on stealth mode today. I won't be in Slack till the end of the day working on a project. If it's super urgent or immediate, immediate need arises, just feel free to text me. And then I'm, I'm gone. I'm in stealth mode. Or if I have to check in more frequently, like Courtney mentioned, hey, it might be that morning check-in during your workday startup, maybe either before or after lunch, and then again at the end of the day. But then just having that freedom and that liberty to even close that all the way out if it's not in those three points of the day to where it's not as much of a distraction to Obviously, you definitely have to turn off notifications and any kind of audio sounds that will ding you to, to think to check those email, those inboxes. But just even having it open visually on your desktop can be just as much a distraction that will rob you of your focus during those times. What about you, Yeah, Courtney? absolutely. It all comes down to my inbox rituals. This is so critical for me. So do you – so when I do my workday startup, part of that is going through my inboxes. And so I know which inboxes is part of my, like literally written in my planner Mm -hmm. as part of my ritual, which inboxes I need to clear out as part of my workday startup. And same thing for my workday shutdown. Now, um, with Slack, I have another cadence similar to verbs where I'm going to check in with that uh, usually midday um, to just kind of clear that out because that's where the majority of my you know, work and my team um, is needing responses at. So for you, do you have an inbox ritual, a time where you're basically trying to clear out? Yeah. I mean, I I check in the morning uh, as part of, it's like one of the two, it's the second to last thing that I do before mm-hmm. I'm like into work mode. And then I do it at the end. Mm-hmm. And I really, that's a very conscious effort from a lot of, yeah. you know, this organization is just going, I'm just going to check it in once, but I do have this. Okay. I do have this sense throughout the day that there's just like things happening. <laughs> that's, oh, okay. that's oh, there the, is. Let me ask there's you absolutely me, things happening. There are things happening. Yeah, yeah, as should be. Um, so when you do it as part of your ritual, are you like, do you feel like you're able to get through your inbox or are you leaving, you know, things sitting that you weren't able to address? Yeah, I think that sometimes you go, oh, I'm going to get back to this. I need to think about this. Uh But I also have to do this other thing in 10 minutes. So so then that thing that that you really want to spend time on and give the proper, you know, whether it's, you know, Mm -hmm. I need to fix a thing or I need to, like, think about something. Suddenly that becomes uh, a a to-do that is sort of out in limbo and doesn't necessarily have a time assigned to it, you know? Okay. Like here was right. sudden, Can I, I had give a, a recommendation for that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it sounds like maybe, first of all, that maybe you don't have enough time in your ritual to mm. get through your e- email. My recommendation would be when you get to an item like that, that you're like, oh gosh, I'm not going to have enough time because this, I basically need to do something with this. This is actually a larger to do that can be done than just like responding back. What I would do is move that into my planner as a to-do for the day. 
And then I would respond back and say, hey, I'm going to um, work on this today or tomorrow, you know, whenever they can expect to hear back, mm-hmm. ensuring that I've got it in my planner, that this is really important, or in a project management system. And then I'm going to respond back. That email is then out of my inbox. I'm going to come yeah. back to it when I can deliver what I've committed verbally. You know, I've let them know when to expect, you know, word back from me. Um, having mm-hmm. completed what they were asking for. Yeah, I love that. So Can I in, add to that? Yeah, add to that, Verbs. Courtney, to what you just said. Um, I think that's that's super important. What she just said is that communication back to whoever's you know um, asking about communication. Because even in your own mind, at least you've responded in such mm-hmm. a way to now you've set the expectation. The ball is not in, the ball is in your court as far as communicating back within the time frame you said. But at least the re- the response is there. And now they know, okay, this is inside his task management system or it's it's on his it's on his uh radar, so to speak. Um and that's helpful because then you know, okay, I have I've communicated, um, I have time to get it done or time to process the response or whatever needs to be done, and they know that. And I think secondly, I would say this, because I know this is important to you as you mentioned, is you want to do quality work. And so for me, I have to remember every time I shift from a design project and I'm in Slack for some little tidbits of information, then my my focus is going to take a ding. And then to get back on focus and gain my momentum again, it's going to take, it's that whole attention uh, residue thing. Yeah. It's going to take for me a while to get back fully focused on what I was doing. And I don't want the quality of my work to be affected by what, I, what I'm producing. So it's important for me to say, I can either have this or have this. And that helps me get in the right mindset of, well, let me shut this down for now because I really need to focus on this so I can deliver the quality that I want to, uh, that I need to deliver. And I'm not falling prey to that whole attention residue um, thing that's going to rob me of just the time that I have to work on a, on a task during the day. But then it's also going to affect, uh, probably it's going to affect the quality of my work and it's not going to be as as thorough as I want it to be. One of the my favorite tips from Michael Hyatt, actually, is his approach to vacation email. And I actually forgot about this when I just took a vacation and I have an assistant and I was like, next time we're doing this. I can't believe I forgot to do this, which is my understanding of it is basically he has somebody, Jim, going in and checking his emails, but literally it's more of a, hey, there's an autoresponder up in Michael's email and it says, hey, I'm out until X date. Um, If you this is an emergency contact somebody. I don't know if there's a contact there, but basically it says Mm -hmm. if you, then we're deleting all these emails. (laughs) Other other than that, we're deleting all these emails. If you still need assistance with this, please email me back on the day after he's back from his vacation or whatever. And I Mm -hmm. love that so much. And I feel like there's a, a real, there's real power in that and control in there that I feel like could be leveraged maybe in other ways, but I, I need to remember to do that next time. For sure. Yeah, this is a really interesting. I've, I've never heard this tip, actually. Oh. Um, so basically what you're saying Michael does is um, he commits what I call email bankruptcy um, after each vacation. Uh, totally wipes out all the emails that he got during that time is what you're saying, right? Yeah, and he just communicates yeah. like and, – and part of the theory here is that people use email – as like a, they expect quick responses. They just go to you in case they need a reply. But oftentimes mm-hmm. they don't actually need you. So they, they'll they solve it themselves. And if they don't, they can just wait and reach back out to you. Um, and if yeah. it's super, super urgent, they have a, they have somewhere to go, 
which would be gym, I assume. Tell us about your uh, workday shutdown with your inbox. Like, how does that go? <sighs> so this, the startup for me, I don't think this is that uncommon. The startup, my workday startup, great. Got a whole, whatever. Yep. I got the time I need. We're, we're ready to go. My shutdown mm-hmm. is very hit or miss, just depending on. Okay. Nick, yeah. I should have made a prediction because I, <laughs> this is, guys, I'm so serious with this. When, when my inbox, when I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel overwhelmed with my inbox, it is because my workday shutdown has been compromised. And I get mm-hmm. it. Like, here's what happens. You have that big project and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so close to getting it done. Or I have this, this thing that just like has to get done. And so I'm not going to stop now to get my workday shut down in. I'm just going to use that time to get this thing done. And Mm -hmm. this is so important. It's almost counterintuitive because you're like, oh, that big thing I'm working on is actually high leverage and email, you know, like doing your workday shutdown in a sense is like clearing out the low leverage work. And so, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, you get tempted and you're like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this thing. But what happens is when we don't clear out the low leverage work, like clearing out our inboxes, it becomes this like monster, you know, that monster that like you're afraid to check your inbox, which ultimately means your you're like approach to getting into the rest of your deep work is not as good. You know, yesterday, mm-hmm. y'all are going to die because I'm about to talk about Peloton. <laughs> I'm all in now, doing, Courtney. Or, I'm with you. I, I know. Okay. So I was doing a really hard Peloton ride where it was like basically max effort for 15 seconds and then all the way off for 15 seconds. And part of me was like, I'm not going to take the resistance all the way off because I got to go all the way back up again. And the coach literally was like, if you don't go all the way down, you're going to suffer the next, you're not going to be able to perform as mm. well as you could in the next max effort. And I was like, oh gosh, that's right. And so it's kind of like that. It's like, if you're not able to really reset well mentally, you're not going to be able to perform in the things that you really need to perform well for. Wait, so Courtney, are you saying, for instance, Nick has 15 minutes left on an edit to a podcast for a significant client. Mm. It's the Mm -hmm. end of his work day. Mm. He should stop with 15 minutes left, knowing that it could be completely done and delivered at the end of that 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and stop to check email. Is that what you are communicating to us (laughs) this day? Well, yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah, you're going to give me, you're like, let me just like put this one out there. Well, I mean, obviously, if that episode is due, you know, in the next hour, then Well, not due, but it's just, you only got 15 minutes left and it can be done. Yeah, yeah I, I actually am. I'm basically saying you need that workday shutdown. It is critical. Yeah. You've got to book in the end of your day. I've said this over and over again. When I find people that are overwhelmed on our team, I always ask about the workday shutdown. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy to sacrifice it to, you know, whatever work that you're working on. Again, it's because if we don't do it, it's just like that bike ride. If we don't reset, recover, we can't perform at our highest level for the next time around, which is, you know, the most highest leverage work. And so the next day you get in to do your workday startup, you can't get through all the things you need to mm-hmm. in the time allocated because you didn't do the shutdown the day before. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you probably know the benefits of a compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Let me ask you this, Nick. Okay, so if your workday shutdown is hit or miss, and then that feeling that you've had of like, oh, things are happening, and then you just, you end your day because you've got to, you know, you've got to take your kiddo somewhere, you've got to do something, like Mm -hmm. work has to end, then do you go into the night kind of with this like nagging feeling of like, something has happened, I have no visibility into, and it kind of, for me, kind of like sticks with me. You know, that oh, whole, yeah. it's like a feeling. Sometimes I have to stop to be like, oh, I'm feeling this because I didn't do my workday shutdown. And I'm, I'm afraid it's that something scariest. is sitting in my inbox that, you know, I should have addressed and didn't. Well, yeah. And the worst part actually is that, and this is a little outside of the inbox, but part of my shutdown, it's not, is my workday shutdown is my next day's big three, daily big three. Yeah. So suddenly mm-hmm. now yeah. I have to find time for that somewhere else later. And then, so then the evening is really kind of split in this weird way, Mm -hmm. or I might wait till the morning to do it, but that's time Mm -hmm. in my morning. That's now my morning routine is all, my start is all a mess. So it really does, you know, obviously when you say it out loud, it's like going to therapy and you say something out loud and you're like, well, duh, like, uh, you know, now that I'm saying it, it's so obvious, but it's hard when you're in it to to identify it. Well, and I would even go back to Verb's example of like, are you really saying like, with 15 minutes left for Nick to stop doing his podcast episode. I guess my even pushback to that would be if you know 100% at five o'clock, I'm going to do my work down, shut down, my work day shut down, no matter what, that if you knew that, like that is a hard constraint. I actually think when you were editing that podcast episode that you would get done in time. But because you know, I can just use that time from five to 530. Mm-hmm. You know, if I need it, you know, I can get 15 minutes done then. You're always going to take up that space. But I think having that hard, like, I do not let my workday shut down go. Actually will produce more in a shorter amount of time. Hmm. How often do you guys miss your shutdown? Both of you have kids. You got busy stuff. What percentage are you hitting that? I would say mm-hmm. I hit mine 90% of the time. Because mm-hmm. I have it blocked as a calendar. It is an event on my day. Um, and also, I believe so much in yeah. 
not not just honestly not just the positive things of it but the negative impact when i don't verbs verbs yeah. what about you i don't i don't hit mine 90% of the time <laughs> but like i tend to i tend to um don't fire me from this podcast for saying this but <laughs> i tend to look at the process versus the actual time that i do it mm-hmm. um because i know all right i need to be done with this by a certain time and then when that time hits, well, then I'm going into what do I need to shut it down and then prepare myself for that next day. So, mm-hmm. um, and that that happens, you know, pretty much between eighty to ninety percent of the time for sure. But the kind of like the hard end time, I don't have that as much as I do just the process of making sure I'm shifting and, and transitioning into that to that shutdown mode. So, yeah, which sometimes comes back to bite me anyway because at some point I do need to shift into to some sort of family time. And close out my workday, you know, mindset. So listen, nothing gets more produced from me than when I have to, you know, do a like picking up kids from school. Like, sure, someone has got to be there, and and it's got to be (laughs) me. And so, (laughs) I'm a big believer in this. I mean, I just, you know, I think if you're listening, try it out. Like, put a really hard constraint. If you don't have something like you've got to pick up kids or, you know, you can try, like, making an appointment. You can have a gym, uh, like, go to the gym at that time, you know, where you've scheduled it. Um, Do whatever you can where it's, like, you really got to be accountable to that constraint. Um, Mm -hmm. And do schedule, you know, I really love scheduling my workday shutdown. I think it, it it works really well for me. All right, this is good stuff, guys. Let's let's go on to action number three, which is auto sorting the inbound. And you kind of alluded to this, um, Nick, when you brought up the whole vacation mode on your inbox and your email. And then uh, I think Courtney, you were commenting on it as well. But there's obviously there's a bunch of stuff that's going to come into our email. Some of it is pertinent work information. A lot of it's junk mail, but it's all compiled together, and then it kind of creates that overwhelming sense of man, I got to sort through this. Because there's got to mm-hmm. there's something in there that I definitely need to know, but just the fact that you have a bunch of unanswered emails, uh, that thought looming in your head is definitely not helpful. But what are some of the ways that we could, or even tools that we can use to help us make that less of a chore? Yeah, first of all, if you have a bunch of <laughs> you know junk, especially in your professional email account, you know a tool like Unroll.me, um, which basically list all of your existing subscriptions and let you unsubscribe with like one click. Guys, don't mm-hmm. unsubscribe from the focus on this uh, or the focus <laughs> email. It doesn't let you do that. <laughs> it doesn't let you do that one. That no. one, it's just, it doesn't work. But all the other ones, it will do. <laughs> um, that can help. Um, also, you know, tools like um, SaneBox, which really basically is working behind the scenes to sort your inbox and filter what's important based on your past activity. You know, uh, Gmail actually has some of this functionality that you can turn on as well. So those are like some automation tools that you can apply. I would say in general, if you have any, <laughs> if you have any emails coming in especially to your professional inbox that you're continually just archiving or just like deleting, really examine 
okay, how do I just get these from ever hitting this inbox? You know, sometimes that takes a little bit of work to clean up. Even like, for example, I get a lot of um, Google Doc comments in my inbox. Yes. And I was, the other day I was like, why, you know, like I actually see these in a different location in Slack. I don't need them in my inbox. Like I, I need to go make sure, get that setting turned off. These don't need to be taking up time in my inbox. Now, Nick, for you, you have an assistant. So for everybody working out there, I I meet so many people that work with assistants that their assistants do not help them with email. And it honestly, it blows my mind. Well, let me, can I I talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about it. Okay. So here's, you brought it up a second ago and then I was thinking about it. The issue that has happened with my assistant, Neri, who is lovely, Uh love Neri. Uh, The issue that's happened is that I have, I've got my little company and it used to be me in my friend's basement back in 2015, 2014. Mm-hmm. And now it's mm-hmm. we've got multiple editor, you know, and it's sort of grown. But I've never left that initial email. So now that mm-hmm. email box is the centerpiece for a lot of stuff that happens that mm-hmm. Neri is responsible for delegating. But I still have to kind of see. Mm-hmm. And literally yesterday in our meeting, I was like, I'm not. Wait, Nick, do you actually really have to see it? Well, I'm saying I have to to because I'm looking, right? I like go into the email, not because I need to, but because I go into the email and it's just there. So now I'm, now I am seeing all of it because also some of those emails are, are for me and for things I do. Well, Nick, let me ask you this. What's keeping you from just having another email address? Well, literally, well, it's so funny. Literally yesterday in my meeting with Neri, I just said, uh, I'm not going in there anymore. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna yeah we're gonna well we're gonna try it sounds like you could just have another email and then she sends you on the ones that you need to address yes and so there's always been this issue with communicating to client you know what which is sort of how do you do that and we've been doing this for so long and so literally yesterday i just said i'm not let's just, just try it you know very michael hyatt experiment we're just gonna try it mm-hmm, for a week mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go in there we'll figure out what my other email will be you know I don't have a Nick at email actually in my own company. Uh, mm-hmm. So probably set that up. That would be a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and she just literally just now texted me email updates that I need to know right now. So that's the new, that's the new plan. It's so Enneagram four of you, not even to have Nick at, you know, like that's just too common, too normal. Dude, well, like, my, email is, my email is, my email is Yes. It's yes. It, it, it like and people when I first started, <laughs> everybody everybody used to go. I love your email. Like for real, they like it feels so yeah. positive. Um, yeah, but it's you not, not today. Well at yeah. Yes. Well, I love this plan. I would just say I think that's really smart. I mean, if you work with an assistant, this you, obviously you have auto sorting with these tools, but you also you know if you work with this, have them sort this for you. Have them get everything out that you don't need to have your eyes on, like have them distill this down to the things that are only you can do. If there's something in my inbox that something somebody else can do, I'm basically equipping her to go have those other people do it or have her do it. So, I mean, I think really giving her the um, autonomy and the tools to feel like she can process email confidently on my behalf. Um, to me, it's it's been an like absolute 
uh, game changer. So for all of you listening that maybe work with an assistant and you haven't turned over email, that would be like my number one thing. Do it as an experiment. I think you're going to see a lot of benefits. Can I also just, this is that moment I got an assistant because I was sitting in a recording session with Michael and Megan. They were talking about virtual assistants. This is also a moment to say, Mm -hmm. maybe you can afford a virtual assistant. (laughs) Like, I will just say Mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. That if this is an issue for you, it's not that many hours. I never thought it's something that I would have done, but I just want to throw that out there as well. Well, Nick, I mean, this reminds me of the episode we did the other day with um, Stacy, and she said when she was doing her ideal week, you know, like it's a puzzle and like there's only so much time in a day. And so, you know, you really have to look at your role and think, do I have enough time to spend 10 hours a week on email? No, you know? (laughs) And so what do I need to do where that time gets spent on these other, you know, really important things? I was talking to a friend a few weeks ago that's an executive director who still had an assistant, still did all of her email. And it was like, I mean, just the, the, the work that she is doing is just like incredible. But the amount of time she's having to allocate to email, it, it's almost shocking because you're like, gosh, you're doing such incredible big things. But just imagine what you could do if you could cut that in half of what you're spending on uh, your email inbox. Well, guys, this was real fun for me. I mean, I don't know about <laughs> y'all on the listening. I, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Well, we like, seem to have found uh, a space where you feel very confident. So this is great. This has been great. This is yeah. This yeah. is like this is right up. This is right up my alley right here. And thank you, Nick, just for being uh, brave and transparent and sharing some of your your challenges here with the uh, with the old inbox. That's my. That's the whole brand, right? You gotta you gotta be vulnerable, and mm-hmm. then uh, but then really secretly spend all of your time cultivating an image. So <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's how it works. You like. Oh, look at me. I am mm-hmm. selectively being vulnerable. If Blake were here, he mm-hmm. would totally get this. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yes, 100%. All right. So the good news is you don't have to let the inbox chaos continue and stay buried under message after message after message. You can take control of your inboxes and therefore your days by communicating about your communication, installing inbox rituals, and auto-sorting the inbound. Courtney, Nick, Any final thoughts for our focus on this, listeners? Well, I mean, Nick, I would love to ask you, you know, can we just really quickly come up with, again, going back to the very beginning of this episode, just a different thinking approach to your inbox? Yeah, I think for me, I don't know how listeners feel, but kind of the big takeaways about how to like emotionally approach and logistically approach the email is to really hunker down on that shutdown. I think that is very 100% correct. And I was already, you said it and I went, how do I create a system where I am doing my shutdown? Like I have to. And whether it's finding a partner who is also going to do a shutdown at that that time, that was my first thought. It's like, hey, we're meeting at 4.30 or whatever and we're doing our shutdown together and you're going to make me feel a little bad if I'm not doing my shutdown. That's what I need. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I need from them. So that's a big, (laughs) that's a big thing. Um, That's my big takeaway is also is to go. And if I have a system in place, then the work is going to get done. And, you know, people like the work I do. So they'll wait for an email. I think that's exactly it. I want you to, I want you to hear what you just said, Nick. 
people like、mm-hmm. the work I do.、Mm-hmm. So that that let let that help that you know the shame thing that you mentioned at the beginning or the fear of what's on the other side of this communication, because that's your liberating truth right there. Is people、yeah. like the work I do? I'm writing it down on a post-it note. I'm gonna put it right and, here. And not even that.、Boom. I mean, I think you can add to that and say like, you know, I have the tools I need to you know respond. Pro- you know. Promptly, or like you know, like I have the tools that I need to do this well, and people love the work that I do. You know, it's like you know what's what tools you need to install to、mm. be successful at email. Notice that it is that's a, amazing. There you go. It's going to do it efficiently and still still deliver quality product. There、yeah. you go. I love Thanks, that.、Everybody. I will just say for anybody for anybody out there, listen, start small.、Um, <laughs> Uh, try some of these out. I think they can go a long way. But I, this episode wasn't really intended to be a massive billboard for your workday startup and shutdown. But I think it really is. And so, again, if you aren't doing those, do it today. And put a hard stop on your day and do your shutdown and just monitor how you feel going into tomorrow. Listeners, thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So share it with your friends. Make sure you join the Full Focus Planner community right there on Facebook, and we'll be here next week with another great episode. But until then, stay, stay focused. focused. I feel like I stay. Fo- We should have had Nick on there for a second. Yeah. I know. I thought you was gonna jump in, Nick. Stay focused. Let's. <laughs> It's our ASMR episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next ten years. You can start today at fullfocus.co/lifefocus.